everybody got the victory today and walking in the things of the Spirit. Amen. Uh, let's pray and we'll get right into the Word today. Father, we thank you today for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, all the benefits and blessings of heaven. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us on the cross of Calvary and what you did from the cross to the throne and uh, caused us to be seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to uh, John eight thirty six. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm going to preach today since it's Fourth of July weekend on the real freedom. Amen. We talk about the freedom in the nation. We're going to talk about the real freedom that comes through Christ. You know, uh, we talk, uh, again, you hear a lot, you know, if you watch the news or whatever, you hear a lot about liberty and freedom. And we need to hear those things, all the patriotic, uh, encouragement that we that we can receive and and through all that but did you know that uh i i believe that there's no real freedom even in a country like ours without without jesus and without the word and without dependence on god and somehow we've got this spirit going in the country uh where it's like if it's if it's a democracy and it's open to all people and that kind of thing then you can't say almost say anything about God. You can't say anything about the Bible. You can't say anything about uh, Christianity. It has to just be uh, all washed out in the name of separation of church and state. And uh, just I'm going to mention that that there's there's such an ignorance about that. Um, it's uh, the establishment clause in the Constitution just says that the government won't establish a religion. In other words, make, make us become members of the Church of England and pay taxes to the church. <laughs> and that's what that was about, and, you know, some kind of a thing. And it's gotten so convoluted and, and uh, with, you know, uh, another thing going to where that means that because of uh, establishment clause, we can't have prayer in the school. We can't have, uh, you know, even on the football field. But thank God for the... Supreme Court this week kind of kind of set that straight, didn't it? It's like, yeah, you can pray anywhere you want, you ding bats, you know. I added that. That wasn't what the Supreme Court didn't use the word ding bat, but it's the truth anyway. <laughs> and uh, trying to trying to take what. Uh, God has given us, I believe, in this country. And uh, I'm wearing a gold star today, uh, and this is uh, obviously not a star everyone wants to wear, but I'm wearing it. My son Chris was killed. He gave all his all on the battlefield of uh, Afghanistan. Amen. And uh, uh, we would certainly have enjoyed having him come home, but he didn't come. He did come home, but not in the condition that we wanted him to come. Uh, but uh, it reminds us, just, just make some statements here about uh, uh, the, the nation. It reminds us, if you, if you go to Arlington or, or even a local cemetery where they have a veterans section um, and those that were killed in action, uh, if you go to Arlington, you'll see that freedom is not free. 
Uh, it's been paid for by the blood of patriots. And our freedom in Christ was not free either. It, it's free to us, but someone paid a dear price for it, and that was Jesus Christ. Amen? So blood has been shed so that we could be free uh, spiritually, religiously, as we would say, but that we're also uh, free as Americans. Amen? And uh, every generation is called upon to to um, to uphold that. Ronald Reagan said that uh, we're always only one generation away from losing what we have. And I think that we have seen that in the last uh, few decades, uh, just almost came close, I think, to about losing the country in this condition that we knew it growing up. Amen? Certainly a different place than uh, what I remember. But thank God that there's some, some laws and some things that are uh, folks making decisions that um, seems like we keep getting a reprieve. And I believe that's because saints are praying and people are doing uh, what they need to do in the spirit realm. Amen? All right, did you find John 8 yet? Um, if you haven't, just get in the prayer line. You've had time. There's something wrong. Um, notice here, and we'll look at verse 34, Jesus answered them. He said, how can you say, and in, in 33, he says, how can you say you shall be made free? Again, we're talking about freedom. Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Now, again, you know, thank God for the revelation and message of grace and righteousness, who we are in Christ, the finished work of Jesus. But a person who is committing sin as a way of life, we're not talking about, a, you know, everybody makes mistakes, everybody uh, loses their temper or gets offended or whatever and has to repent and get it right, right? But uh, we're talking about uh, committeth sin, in other words, as a way of life. You're just living a sinful lifestyle. You can't say, well, I can do this because I'm free under grace. That's not, I don't know what where that grace is coming from. It's not coming from God. Because God's grace leads us to a life of holiness and leads us to a life of commitment. Amen? And so he says here that he that commits sin, again, as a way of life, is the servant of sin. So don't say you're free. You're free under grace to just live like the devil. That's not grace. I don't know what that is. It's just stupid. How's that? So the, these are the words of Jesus. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And then it says here, finally, this great verse, If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free Indeed. Amen. We used to sing a little chorus, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Truly free. And I believe if you haven't been set free by the name and the blood of Jesus, then you're not free. I I would venture to say you're bound by something. Amen. And if you're not bound by anything else, you're kind of bound by pride. It's very prideful to say, well, I don't need salvation. I'm fine. 
I'm a pretty good person. I give money to the Red Cross. I do whatever, you know. I help old ladies across the street. Um, like being a good Boy Scout equals salvation. Well, um, uh, the problem there with folks that are actually pretty decent people, pretty moral people, but they haven't uh, had an experience with, with God through Christ, um, they're sometimes some of the hardest ones to reach. Uh, and they say, you know, look, I'm good. I'm a pretty good person. I'm just sort of a natural Christian. I don't need all this salvation. I certainly don't need to. I don't want to hear about blood or anything like that. Blood, guts, and gore. Please, you know, just just leave me alone. And um, you can take a drug addict or somebody that's really down and out and uh, usually win them to Christ faster than you can a prideful, moral person who feels that their morality, they're standing on their morality, which is uh, a type of pride. And so, uh, yeah, thank God for being moral and doing the right thing and memorizing the Ten Commandments or whatever else. But uh, that um, is not freedom in, in, in Jesus either. Amen. Again, he that's um, made free is free indeed by Jesus. Amen. So we're talking about the real freedom here. Um, again, this freedom uh, word is an abused word now because, you know, folks want to march in the streets with freedom to do this and do that and live this way and live that way and things that are not holy and not, you know, uh, upheld in the word. And, um, you know, that's not freedom at all. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a bondage called freedom. And, um, Again, what did Jesus say? If you're committing sin as a way of life, you're a slave of sin. You're not free from anything. Amen? And, uh, well, I'm preaching to the choir. We know that. But uh, it's good anyway. Look at Isaiah 61. You getting anything out of this today? I'm just old school word of faith. All I know is look at the Bible. If you want to have an argument, knock yourself out. I just as soon just read the Word and go with that. Even, you know, there's parts of the Word that can be irritating to everybody. It, usually it's the part you're not wanting to live by. <laughs> you're going, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I guess, you know, get an exacto knife and cut that page out or something, I guess. But um, the thing I love about the Bible, it's the same thing I love about the Constitution. The thing I love about the Bible is it's there whether you agree with it or not. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> God just must roll his eyes or something, you know, when a Christian says, well, I don't know if I, I heard that sermon, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares if you agree or not. It's still there, and it's going to be there for eternity. His Word never fails. It'll never go away. Amen. So whether we agree with it or not, my mother said one time she'd get so mad at folks, you know. She says, I searched and searched the Scriptures. This was as a Pentecostal minister's wife. My mother said, I searched the Scriptures trying to find a verse to stand on to hold a grudge, and I couldn't find one. And she says, I wanted to hold a grudge so bad and it'd be right, and I couldn't. I just never, everything was about forgiveness and letting things go. 
overlooking and being long suffering and all that. She said, I just, I just could not find one verse in there to hold a grudge and be mad. And boy, you know, all of us go, Oh, let's change the subject, Pastor. This is getting scary. It's scary in here. It's the same with the Constitution. You know, what was so funny to me was on some of the decisions, and I, I don't preach issues from the pulpit, so don't try to get me to do it because I won't. But, um, you know, some of the things that had come up um, that uh, it's so funny that the same people who have been say, saying to us for almost 50 years, well, the Supreme Court ruled, that's whatever the Supreme Court says, that's what you have to go by, you can't change the Supreme Court. Until the Supreme Court made a decision they didn't like, and it's the Supreme Court is irrelevant. You know, <laughs> it's like that's hysterical how fast that changed. You know, wow. So which is it? You know, are they valid or not valid? Well, they're valid if they uh, if I agree with it. And that's the thing I love about the Constitution too, of the United States. It doesn't change whether you agree with it or not. Whether you like it, whether it gives you fuzzy feelings or not, it's the same. Amen? That's the, and even God's word is even more so. Because, you know, men can vote and decide and amend, as we've seen, change things with the Constitution. But you can't change the word of God. And it is an anchor for us, you know. It is an anchor for us because we can all, we can, does anybody here ever get bent out of shape or out of sorts or whatever? I'm the, I'm guilty. Sorry. Yeah, don't look at your neighbor. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, he's talking to you, you know. Not me. <laughs> we get out of sorts and get mad and, and then, you know, it's like there's the Bible laying there on the coffee table. It's gonna rebuke you. <laughs> ah, glory. You might as well have fun in church. We've been crying for 500 years. How about try laughing a minute? <laughs> All right. Isaiah 61 1. The Spirit of the Lord, God, now this is a prophecy about what Jesus is going to say um, over in um, Luke 4. But notice here, the Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And that's what we're doing this Weekend, you know, the 4th of July and all that, Independence Day. Notice, claim liberty to the captives, to set them free. Praise God. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Amen. So you'll notice that the open, uh, set, claim liberty to the captives, proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Amen. So again, he that the Son sets free is free indeed. We have been set free. Set free. And remember that. Because you can begin to feel bound. If you have a, a, a physical health problem or you've got some kind of a fear or 
something that's trying to come on you or something that caused anxiety, um, financial uh, bondage, whatever it is that just seems to to bind you, remember to proclaim liberty from that in Jesus' name. Jesus came to set us free. He uh, redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 tells us that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse on our behalf for us. He became the curse. People say, you got to be careful, you get a curse. No, Jesus was my curse. He took all the curse that I should have had, but he took it upon himself. Amen? And so we're not cursed today. We're blessed. People, I've heard people say, well, I just feel like I'm cursed. Well, all right. I, I feel like kicking you in the shin. How's that? I feel like eating a whole box of donuts. I don't know. You know, do we just live by how we feel? And so oftentimes, like I said in church, we take our brain out and leave it in a little imaginary basket out front and come in here and, and just everybody's touchy-feely. But it's not based on feelings. It's based on the word. It is based on what's really happened. So whether we feel an agreement with it or not, or whether we feel set free, or whether we feel empowered, or we feel overcoming or conquering or whatever, it, the fact remains that we are. <laughs> Amen. The fact that remains is that really you already have the victory over everything that could come against you. You already have it because Jesus got it for you. Well, I just don't feel like that. I'm sorry. Pooh. Well, <laughs> don't mean to be unkind, but you know, we, this, we're, we're, we're all the same boat, folks, with that. We have to discipline our flesh. And say, I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. <laughs> Brother Hagin used to say, I'm only moved by the Word of God. That's it. Not what I feel, what I see, what I smell, what I taste. I'm only moved by the Word. Well, I've still got some work to do in that department. I don't know about you, but <laughs> pray for me if you're so perfect. All right. Luke 4.18 is then the fulfillment of that, and Jesus declared it about himself. The language is just a little different and maybe helps us to see what real freedom is. Praise God. Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, see, he opened to the book of Isaiah, or Isaiah where we just read. And he said, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Now that's another part of freedom is being delivered. Like I said, preaching... Uh, week and a half ago or whatever, I just, you know, was talking about, again, people talking about how they feel all the time. Well, pray for me. I'm so tempted. I just, this one area just seems to tempt me, and I, I have a real weakness there. In the name of Jesus, put duct tape over your mouth. Stop saying that. You know, I, I think I mentioned this before. 
and it's a little shocking to some people, but there was this man that I was doing some business with, and uh, he wasn't a believer. He became a believer, praise God, was able to to witness to him, but a businessman, and, you know, everything that was kind of unusual or whatever, he would always say, well, I'll be damned. Now, you ever heard anybody say that? I'll be damned. It's pretty common in our culture. I'll be damned. Well, I'll be damned. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just shrugged it at first. I mean, I, I don't, not that deep to me, but he just said, I'll, I'll be, and I finally said to him, his name was George. I said, George, you need to stop saying that. <laughs> he said, why? And I didn't say, cause it offends me as a believer. I didn't say that. I, I, I don't, he can say whatever, it's a free country. You can say whatever he wants. But I said, because if you keep saying, what's wrong with it? Because, it's opposite what God has done for this man. And he said, well, I'll be damned. I said, you're going to be if you keep saying that. It's not because God's cursed you. You're cursing yourself. How dumb is that? That'd be like you, watching somebody walk down the street with a screwdriver, and every so often they just jab themselves right in the head. They've got blood coming down and a few scars. You say, hey, Bob, how you doing? Well, fine. You'd say, you know, I think we need to get you some professional help. Because that's not normal to stab oneself with a screwdriver in the head every so often. That's just weird. There would be mental illness there. Well, in a way, there's kind of a mental illness that comes with cursing yourself. Because what God has blessed, you know, man shouldn't be cursing. Well, we are blessed, praise God, by the word. We are blessed by the blood of Jesus. We are blessed by the love of God. The love of God's been shed abroad in our heart. We're precious in His sight. Amen. We're valuable. We're the apple of His eye. We're the bride of Christ. Think of all the things we could say that we are and being blessed and then somebody wants to go around and say, well, you know, I'm just so weak. Lord, help me. He can't help you because your mouth is too big. Don't pray, Lord, help me, and then curse yourself to start with. Start saying, you can say, Lord, help me, but, but, but you need to find out what it is he's going to help you with. And some of the stuff we're asking him to help us with, he's already done it. It's the finished work. Lord, help me. Well, Paul prayed a Lord, help me. In Ephesians, he said um, uh, that I may uh, know what is the, that I may comprehend. In other words, his help, cry for help was comprehension. Let me comprehend what's already been done for me. Praise God. Does that help anybody? What's been already done? Well, he said that I may comprehend with all saints what is the height uh, and, and depth, width and breadth of your love for me. Amen. That I may understand what all this magnificent salvation and deliverance and freedom is. Woo! Praise the Lord. Preach deliverance to the captives. Amen. I love that. 
We're already delivered. Well, I don't feel delivered. Well, stop going by how you feel. How many could hold down a job if you just got up one morning and called in and said, you know what, I just don't think I'm coming in today. Why are you not feeling well? Are you taking a sick day or whatever? No, I'm just not, I'm not into it, man. Now, if I had an employee and they called and said that, I'd say, you know what? Yes, you're dismissed for today, and in fact, don't ever come in again. We'll send you your little stuff in a box home. Because that would be weird. And, you know, we have we have some folks these days that they seem to think that's normal. Well, I'm just, I can't go to school because I'm upset over who won the election. I need a, they have a, these places on the university campuses now where you can go and sit and cry and blow snot, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's some kind of zone. I forgot what they call it. But, uh. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. When my dad was that age, he was fighting in four major battles in Europe, shooting Nazis. (laughs) You understand? I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? This is what we've produced? you got to be kidding. That's ridiculous. Um so anyway, we don't we don't go by anything else by how we feel. Or you get up one morning, you look at your spouse and you go, you know, I just don't think I want to be married anymore. Why? I'm just not feeling it like I was feeling it. I just it's just not you know, you just you just I don't know. I think I'm over it all. How could you make or you tell your child you've got a three year old you know what? I just decided I'm tired of this whole parenting thing. Just not feeling it. We, you know, we don't do anything else by what we feel except for try to serve God. Well, I'm just trying, I just, I'm just trying to feel something. Well, like I said, we should have a whole special group, uh, department to serve in called the make sure they feel something department. You could have a baseball bat, um, frying pan, cattle prod, pepper spray, a lot of things you could come up with for that department. Well, there's Sister Ledbetter. She looks like she's going to leave. She's getting mad. She's not feeling something. Well, just put a pepper spray in her eye and see if she feels that. What? Oh, I can't see. Well, praise God, you got a manifestation of something. <laughs> Woo! I need to feel something. We'll help you with that. No problem. Just put your finger in the door and slam it. See, you might feel that. Maybe you feel that, trying to help you feel. Folks, we're delivered whether we feel like it or not. And we need to preach deliverance to ourselves. I love Brother Hagen had a story about a man, a businessman, that, uh, you know, back in the day they used to have a lot of landlines. And if you were, uh, if you were very successful, you might have four phones on your desk from different offices, direct lines and that kind of thing. 
Or you could have a red phone, and that was that was really important. That was the president or whatever. But anyway, uh, said there was this businessman, quite quite successful, and and he had a and he was really good at what he did, but he had a horrible temper, horrible. He just lose control of himself and kick the trash. He said they couldn't keep him a, a nice trash can because every time they'd put a new one, he'd kick it. You know, he'd get mad and kick the trash can. It all had dents in it. You know, remember trash cans in offices used to be made out of metal. Now they're made out of God knows what. But anyway, they're plastic and cheap. But they used to be made out of metal and you'd kick them, you know, and there'd be a dent in it. He'd finally dent it up to where it wouldn't even stand up anymore, so they'd get him a new one. And then he'd start kicking that one. Throw stuff across the room, you know, curse and spit and, oh, just have a fit, you know. I know no one here has ever acted like that. But, uh, boy, he would just get mad at some deal that fell through or some employee that wasn't acting right or whatever. Just have a fit. Well, he... Somebody brought him to church and he got saved, praise the Lord. Gave his heart to Jesus. And the next day he's at work, Monday, you know, he's back at the job and something, you know, ticked him off, as we'd say. And he started to throw a fit and he stopped himself. Something on the inside had changed. He stopped himself and he said, you know, wait a minute. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. I don't have to act like that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. Isn't that wonderful? Every now and then I have to remind myself that I'm a new creature in Christ. <laughs> Woo! I'm the only one. Y'all pray for me. God help the pastor to be more like us. Preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. To set it, now that some of this can be used, it's literally the blind, but also the spiritually blind. And sometimes I've heard, again, Christians make confessions that you wouldn't believe, like, uh, well, I just can't see where I'm going. I can't see what the direction is. Well, that's why we're recovering of sight to the blind. Amen? My confession because I'm so magnanimous. No. <laughs> no. My confession, though, and it does help me, is the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, and I'm righteous. I'm not righteous because I'm perfect. I'm righteous because Jesus is perfect. Amen. Holiness, we sing in that one song, holiness is, is Christ in me. Holiness is Christ in me. Praise God. I'm not holy because I do all the right things and avoid all the wrong things. Now, we want to do that from our heart, but, you know, whatever. But holiness is because of Jesus being in me. Amen. His blood, you know, if you go back to the sacrifice, the book of Hebrews is full of this, but if you go back to the, to the original temple worship, that the only thing that was, that was, the only way to purify all the sacrifice animals and the blood and, and all the instruments, uh, that they would use for that was if it's sprinkled with blood. It had to be sprinkled with blood. And if the blood missed it, it's not pure. 
The purification was by the blood. That's a type and shadow of us being purified by the blood of Jesus. We're not purified by, you know, what some of us grew up in Pentecost. You're not purified because you don't cut your hair. You're not purified because you don't, lipsticks never touched your lips. Something like that, weird stuff. You're not purified by that. You're purified by the blood of Jesus. And all this is about the blood. Amen? So again, recovering of sight of the blind, we, we, you know, our, our eyes have been washed. Our, our, we're righteous because of Christ in us. The steps of a righteous man are ordered the Lord. We're not just blindly going. Somebody said just step out, uh, in blind faith. Faith isn't blind. Faith has a plan. Faith sees. Faith hears. Praise God. And then finally, again, here, uh, on, on this uh, Independence Day weekend, to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are living, or the day of salvation, we are living in the acceptable year of the Lord now. We are living in the day of grace, in the time of grace, in the time of salvation. Praise God. Then finally, you know, when we we went over this scripture in detail a few services ago, but look at Galatians again, five one. Y'all getting anything out of this at all? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith the Democratic Party has made us free. Is that what it says? No, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Amen. Our freedom is God-given, folks. The government does not give us our freedoms. If that's if that's your impression, then you've been tampered with more than you want to realize. We don't get our freedom because Congress votes in something or votes out something. We don't get our freedom because of what the Supreme Court decides. We get our freedom, and this is in the Declaration of Independence, which you maybe ought to read sometime <laughs> if you haven't, is that we believe that our that we are endowed with these freedoms by our Creator. Amen? Thank God that document says that. I, I read a post on Facebook. I, I really sh- should be banned from reading Facebook. Um, I had folks around me that used to not let me watch Christian television because I would get so upset at the crazy preaching. Thank God for good preaching, but there's craziness on there too. And so when the crazies would come on, I'm screaming at the TV, ready to throw something at it. And um, my family would say, you're not watching any of that anymore. You can watch Gunsmoke or something like that, but you're not watching any more Christian TV. But anyway, there, you know, the people that think that their freedoms are, or, or the, the audacity of a politician that he thinks he's the giver of anything. 
say, well, the government's going to give me this. The government never has given anybody anything. And if you get a refund or a rebate or a, or a, some kind of a check in the mail, it's your own money that they're giving back to you. It's not their money. Thought I'd just point that out too. It's not their money. It's our money. And all this money they talk about giving away and spending and we're going to be your friend. It's baloney because it's not even their money. I don't get me started. Too late. But it says here that liberty comes from Christ. Now, I know this is talking specifically about the, the law compared to grace and all that. I, 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 I got it. But I believe that it can stand also, another meaning can be that liberty itself comes from Christ. It's the real freedom. Amen? And I don't care if we got taken over by literal communists. Or folks from California. Oh, it's a joke. Sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'm kidding. I don't care if we got taken over by literal communists. Uh, it would not change the fact that we have liberty from Christ. Amen? Listen, in the Soviet Union, um, there was there were thousands of people serving God under that regime. I mean, they paid the price for it. They would have meetings um, where they had to pray. The Holy Spirit had to tell them where the meeting was so they could have the meeting without the KGB showing up. And they would have the meetings. And everybody would show up at this location and, and, and they knew by the Holy Spirit where the meeting was going to be. And they would go there. Some of the pastors were arrested, sent to Siberia had fingers and toes cut off, and all kinds of torture, some killed, take all of their money taken away, everything to preach the gospel. So anyway, you cannot, and, and even some of the Jews in the Holocaust said, they can put me in a cell, they can, they can do all manner of things to me physically, but they can't take away uh, what God has given me. Amen? So... I'm sorry to tell you that Chuck Schumer is not the giver of liberty. Just thought I would, if that's shocking to you, I'm sorry. Nothing against Chucky, just saying. None of these people are, they, they, they talk like they're in charge of something and they're the ones that's giving everything. But praise God, even the Declaration of Independence says that we are endowed by our Creator. <laughs> giving glory to God. Amen? Well, if preaching like that puts me in jail, y'all can send me a Krispy Kreme box there. I'll, I'll have one, and then I can pay off the, the mean people with, you know, a few of the other ones. <coughs> Protection donuts. There's always that joke about police officers, you know, in general, uh, you know they love donuts, and if you if you're out if you're out late at night or whatever, if you go by a donut shop. It's there's always three or four squad cars there. So one guy had a joke about if you're going to bribe uh, an officer, you know, you've been pulled over, you put uh, a donut under your driver's license. You know, instead of a fifty, you put a donut. 
And then if he questions the donut, you go, how did that get under there? I don't know how that donut got under there. Bribe people with donuts. Praise God. Anyway, it says here, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, which is, of course, talking about the law. But praise God, we can use that today with a little, a, a little bit of, uh, of uh, literary license to stretch that a bit and just say, praise God, Christ has given us liberty today. Let's be thankful and grateful, amen, for this nation. Don't give up on it. Throw in the towel. Praise God. Keep standing in faith. Keep speaking good things. We say this is the greatest nation on earth because God's made it so. And the blood of patriots has paid and and, uh, cries out. We thank God for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray now for those that are watching by Internet and uh, various means and... um, uh, you, if you're at home there, you've got a need in your body, whatever, you just uh, receive that there. Put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you there in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, first of all, today that if anyone's watching doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that they'll just call on the name of the Lord today for salvation. And really, all you have to do is say, Lord, I give you my heart, and uh, I want Jesus as my Savior. I believe that he's the Son of God, and that God raised him from the dead. He shed shed his blood on the cross for me and to pay the price for my sin. And I receive him and declare that he's my Lord today. And you can pray that prayer, something similar to that. There's just not an exact prescribed prayer. You just pray out of your heart, accept the Lord as your sacrifice and, and his grace to you. In Jesus' name. And those that have physical needs in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the devil. I take authority over sickness and disease. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to dry up and disappear, and any kind of condition or uh, uh, folks that need new organs, new hearts, uh, new eyeballs, (laughs) new livers, kidneys, uh, uh, any kind of lungs, uh, uh, vital organs. Father, we thank you for your showing yourself strong this day and this week in their lives. A touch, a physical touch from Jesus in Jesus' name. Those that have material and financial needs, Lord, I thank you for showing yourself strong in on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord.